and it was in an area that I had interest in since I had a background in media, they were going to kind of revolutionize the one-to-one offer space in terms of engaging people in this case on airplanes with special offers with the seat backs with, with the systems behind the seats. And so I put a lot of time into this and I really thought I really prepared correctly for this particular investment. And when I made the investment, everything looked like everything was going to plan or even Robert Crandall, uh, the ex CEO of American airlines, he was on the board at, for this particular company. And, you know, he obviously gave his thumbs up. That was absolutely a, a, a sign for me that I should, you know, obviously carry forward with this, which I did. And I invested a significant amount of money. And I was one of those people, I'm not afraid to take risks. As a result, though, we began to see things sort of kind of start to unravel. This is when the financial crash hit. Hello, fellow risk takers, and welcome to my worst investment ever. Stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risk. But to win big, you've got to reduce it. My name is Andrew Stotts from A. Stotts Investment Research, and I'm here with featured guest, Christopher Salem. Chris, are you ready to rock? I am ready to rock and roll, Andrew. Oh, Oh, yeah. Well, Chris is an accomplished business and emotional intelligence strategist, world-class speaker, award-winning author, certified mindset expert radio show host and media personality and wellness advocate partnering with entrepreneurs, corporations, and small businesses with overcoming their limiting beliefs. Hmm. Audience. I think we all have some of those. So, so that these people can adopt the processes to operate within the solution and not manage the problem for sustainable success. Chris has worked with organizations such as J.P. Morgan Chase, Ralph Lauren, Microchip Technology, and also with various universities. He's also spoken on overcoming limiting beliefs for peak performance at Harvard University's faculty club. Chris is the originator of the term prospereur, an individual whose health and wealth are in alignment in a way that leads to true prosperity. His book, Master Your Inner Critic, Resolve the Root Cause, Create Prosperity, addresses this and went international bestseller in 2016. He's also co-authored the recent addition to Mastering the Art of Success with the one and only Jack Canfield. His weekly radio show, Sustainable Success, is part of the Voice America Influencers channels. My goodness, Chris, take a minute and fill in any further tidbits about your life. Oh, Andrew, it's a pleasure. I'm also, you know, an avid investor, been for quite some time, uh, have a private lending business, and I'm a very active, involved father of an 11-year-old boy, very active in uh, his sports, and also a coach for youth programs. Fantastic. Well, you are a busy man, so I appreciate you taking the time. Now, let's get on with it. It's time to share your worst investment ever. And since no one goes into their worst investment thinking it will be, tell us a bit about the circumstances leading up to it and then tell us your story. All right. Well, this happened right around the time when things were really going very well here in the United States. So this was prior to the financial crash of 2008. So this is a time where houses were booming and, you know, the, the, the rates of homes were going up and up and up and, and so forth. And people were doing very, very well. And I had uh, invested in startup companies where my first one was back in 1993. And uh, there was a company at the time back in 2000, 
six that I decided that, you know, after some due diligence, I wanted to invest in what they were doing. These were two individuals that were very smart, had very, uh, it had all the credentials, you know, to, to take a company from where, from the ground up to make it successful. And it was in an area that I had interest in since I had a background in media, they were going to kind of revolutionize the one-to-one -one offer space in terms of engaging people in this case on airplanes with special offers with the seat backs, with, with the systems behind the seats. And so I put a lot of time into this and I really thought I really prepared correctly for this particular investment. And when I made the investment, everything looked like everything was going to plan or even Robert Crandall, uh, the ex CEO of American airlines, he was on the board at, for this particular company. And, you know, he obviously gave his thumbs up. That was absolutely a, a, a sign for me that I should, you know, obviously carry forward with this, which I did. And I invested a significant amount of money. And I was one of those people, I'm not afraid to take risks. As a result though, we began to see things sort of, kind of start to unravel. This is when the financial crash hit. And at this time, all these things that were showing good, a lot of promise and good direction towards becoming something with this. This again was a, an investment in, uh, was a company uh, that was providing special offers based upon personalized information that we get through credit cards and so forth to give offers when they're on in first class or business class. So that if they were going from one city to another and let's say their lease on their Audi was up in a month and they were going to be in Las Vegas, well, while you're there, let's test drive a, a BMW, you know, and there could be special individualized offers made. I mean, they really had a great algorithm and a process set up to do this. But when the financial crash was happened, it just seemed at that point things got delayed um, in terms of progression and certain things of certain airlines that were planning to go forward this program. And slowly I began to see the cash that was invested, not only for myself, but others. And of course, from the people who started the organization, they began to burn through it pretty quickly. And while there was, you know, everything that was done possible to try to save it, it didn't last. So this was something that a lot of planning went into. On paper, it looked wonderful. It had a lot of support from some heavy hitters, and yet it failed. And it was never able to rebound uh, during that time. And it was tough. It was really tough. I had just had my son at that time, and you know, I was early on in my marriage. And this was a very difficult time because even though it didn't bankrupt me, but it, it really put me in a tough situation where I lost a significant amount of money after all the research and time I put into taking this calculated risk. And I had done it before and it paid off, but in this case, it did it. And it was something that really, you know, I had to really make a decision if I was going to sit in the problem and just, you know, woe is me and just act out and be mad about what happened? Or was I going to just accept what happened and be able to kind of live with it and move forward to do what it was necessary to make that money back? So it was, uh, it was tough, but I was able to uh, weather the storm and get through with it. But again, this was a, an opportunity that really was disruptive it filled a niche and a need, and yet it just never happened. And to this day, I haven't seen it even happen with anybody else. 
Well, so, it's, it's interesting that it seems like it was a pretty forward looking thing when you look at, you know, what's being put in front of our eyes in the social media space these days and all the algorithms behind that. So that's fascinating of kind of being. Yeah, this was ahead, ahead of its time. time. I believe it was ahead of its time. And these guys had, you know, really, really smart individuals on board, Six Sigma type guys. And, mm -hmm. but it just, it did not ever come to fruition. It was so, just a on paper and there was a, a brief prototype done, but it just never came to fruition and never it was an actual sale made to an airline. So what lessons did you learn from this experience? Well, I learned that part of being an avid, you know, an active investor that you got to accept this. This is something that's going to happen. You're going to have, you're going to win some and you're going to lose some, right? But you got to take calculated risks. So you have to really learn how to stay calm in these situations and really truly be present to believe in yourself and to be present to know that if you continue to do the things uh, that are right, you know, in terms of the right habits and disciplines, you in, in time, you will make that money back or you, you'll make a, another investment that you put a lot of time and due diligence into that will this time pay off. So again, it's not to allow these things to sideline you and never do it again, but to be cautious, of course, and do your due diligence. So it's a time to, it, that I reflected that I had to be, come from gratitude and really become humble even more so than I was at that point in time. And to know that this happens to the best of, of people. I mean, even some of the Donald Trumps of the world, the Richard Bransons of the world, these people have also lost significant amounts of money. You just don't hear about it. You only hear about their successes. So these are things that you really got to have. You got to be grateful, come from gratitude, have the right attitude when you're dealing with these situations and knowing that, that you, if you have the right attitude, that the next time around, it's going to be a, a better situation. So yep. it was definitely a humbling experience. What you're saying, I mean, part of the whole value of this show from my perspective is trying to highlight that everybody has loss. And I remember when I was young and a business student and really interested and just so fascinated about business and finance, I thought the winners were the ones that were constantly hitting home runs. And then I started realizing over a long period of time was that the winners are those that didn't strike out. And that's where I came to really understand the value of risk management. And in this case, you know, one part of your story that didn't come out, which I don't think happened in your story, is that there are some stories like this. They say, I lost everything. I lost all my money. I lost my family. I lost everything because there are risk management principles that they didn't follow, such as only investing a small amount of your money into an idea, particularly in the beginning. So, you know, I think it's valuable to help us understand that everybody has loss. Yeah, I probably was equivalent to that I lost about 10 to 12 years of work in this investment. So, but the fact is I, you know, I had done pretty well before that. So it wasn't like I lost everything, yeah. but it was still, it stung. It yeah. really stung really. It could I could have went either way. I could have, mm -hmm. you know, I could have acted out. I could have started drinking. I could have, you know, gone back to the things I used to do when I was really young that would have taken me out. But, you know, I made the conscious choice to be mature about this and to know there was nothing I could do except go forward, be present and go forward to not allow this to sideline me for any other future decisions or, or risks that I would take whether for starting a business or making an investment that the, the people that you see that win have also lost 
but you just have you learn from it. That's the whole yeah. idea. You learn from these mistakes. So let me summarize. Normally at this point, I'll summarize what I take away from your story. But in your case, since your background and your, you know, the certified mindset expert and about limiting beliefs and these things, I just want to focus in on one thing. And that is the pain of loss, the crushing blow of defeat. There's listeners out there right now who everything's going wrong. They got an investment that's going wrong. They got a business idea that's going wrong. They've got, and then, you know, other things go wrong. When that happens, you get a spiral of, you know, relationships go wrong. Uh, when you get into a, fury, a period of defeat and loss, your self-worth starts to fall. And then that impacts your interaction, interactions with the people who love you and you love and other people around you. It's just that whole space of pain, of loss. And I just would like for you to talk just for a couple minutes about how can we help those people right now who are in that space? And let's just combine this a little bit with that. The last thing I'm going to ask you about, which is kind of what's that one recommendation that you have? Yeah. And really, let's focus on that man or woman out there today who is truly suffering and there's really doesn't know a way out right now. What can you, what advice can you give them? I would say that the best advice right now is to learn how to become present, to be mindful, to be in the moment. Because what happens is when we learn how to be in the moment through meditation and journaling, we have the ability then to offset the fear that we bring from the past that triggers stress. It's the stress that we put on to our bodies that produces inflammation uh, as a result of the cortisol levels that arise in our bodies. And this affects us physically, and this can lead to certain things of not eating right, not taking care of ourselves, and further has a negative impact on our emotional well-being. It's also that same fear and stress that from the past that's projected into the future that becomes either anxiety that can then lead to procrastination and, a lot, and making, not making decisions or having a cluttered mindset. These are the things where when you learn how to be present, we can learn how to accept what happened and to learn, look at it as a learning experience and to know that by being present going forward, we can do what it takes to make that loss back. There's always a way to make money back. But if you continue to dwell on the problem and not be in the solution, it makes it very difficult to do so. You get further entrapped in the problem. Now it's easier said than done, but meditation and journaling is the way consistently on a daily basis that will allow you to get centered to move forward from a major loss or a major challenge that's affecting your entire life at this point. Okay, that's great actionable advice. And let's even make it more actionable for that person who's listening right now who's overwhelmed, they're overloaded, they're feeling the pain of loss right now. They're saying, oh, meditation, journaling, I don't know if I have time, you know, how, can you just give them some little tip of how, just how to get started? Well, the thing is to be aware that, you know, it, how are you feeling? You're not feeling too good. You're, these negative emotions like anger, shame, guilt, whatever the case may be, or any combination of that, they're consuming you. It's taking you further into the problem. So the only logical choice that you have at this point to get into the solution is to be present. So the key is, is just to wake up in the morning and before you do anything, you know, maybe make your bed in the morning 
And by making your bed, it gets your mindset clear and focused on that you accomplish something that you feel good about in some way. It could be something else. And then taking 10 to 15 minutes to meditate, not to try to overthink or overanalyze the thoughts that come in and out of your, your head, but just to be present and let those thoughts come and go, focusing on your breath. And then soon after, writing down exactly what comes to mind. Don't overthink, don't overanalyze, just write exactly what comes to mind. Because that allows us to get the trash or the clutter out, not only of our conscious mindset, but whatever's being revealed from the subconscious mindset, which gives clues to uh, limited beliefs that could be holding us back or triggering the way we feel in these types of situations. So it's a combination of being aware that you don't want to be where you are to uh, conduct an organizational task that will get you into the proper frame of mind, meditation and journaling to keep you present. Fantastic. I mean, that's a great, real concrete things. So the first one, just get up and make that bed or do what it is that makes you feel good. For me, I make that espresso and I walk out the door and go to the park. There you go. That's like moving meditation right there. Exactly. And I, I just literally, I walk and then I, after that, I walk to the gym. So it's yeah, a few miles that I'm walking, you know, each morning and I'm same path. So I don't have to think too much about what I'm doing. And at, at the early mornings time, you know, there's not much going on. So you don't have to worry about other things. But I, I really like what you talked about when you said about journaling after the meditation, which I never really thought of it in this way. I would call what you just explained is a little bit of a data dump get it out whatever is coming up and write it down so i think that's very good actionable advice because sometimes when it comes to journaling i myself have thought i'm not really a writer and i don't know what to put down and i kind of what talk about the future or am i going to say oh today i had a glass of water or, you know but this is very specific just write down what's streaming into your mind that's it could be one word, Andrew, or it could be a sentence, or it could be five paragraphs. It really what is ever there. It, it, yeah. There's no there's no exact amount of words or whatever. Again, you're not overthinking or overanalyzing. You're just writing exactly whatever comes to mind. And it could be the craziest thing in the world. You write it down. I love it. And I challenge the listeners out there to try this. Let's all try this for a week or two and see what happens and see how we feel. And I'm gonna add on number four. So you've given three concrete things. Do one thing in the morning, make your bed or something that makes you feel good or that you've, you've accomplished something already. Uh, the second thing is to stop and meditate for a bit and just be in the moment, be present, be aware, as you said. And then finally is the journal, kind of what I'm calling a little bit of a data dump, put it down on paper. My other piece of advice is reading the book, uh, Practicing the Power of Now by, by Eckhart Tolle. Yes. And that book you know, goes into this, what you're talking about. And I think obviously you, you know it very well, but the point about that book is that first of all, I have it on audio and I have the actual physical book and I think it's going to fall apart because I keep making notes in it and stuff like that. But when times get so tough that it's overloading and overwhelming, one of the things I do is turn on that audio book. And first of all, his voice is very very monotone as he speaks throughout the whole book. But the key thing is he brings me back to this very moment. And he convinces me that I am not under threat at this very moment. And as you explain the hopes and fears of the future, you can put them aside for this moment. And the fears and the pains and the sufferings of the past, 
You can put them aside for this moment and just be in this moment. And I tell you, it's like taking a, an aspirin for a bad headache. It works. So that's my fourth bit of advice. Okay, well, now we've covered a lot of stuff. And I think my feeling is that for myself and for the listener, we've gotten some great actionable advice. So now the last question, what is your number one goal for the next 12 months? Number one goal for the next 12 months is really, again, to I invest right now in a startup company out of Canada uh, that recently just signed a deal not too long ago with Fitbit. So basically, this company is providing, uh, has an algorithm that's providing, there you go. <laughs> right. I got my Fitbit. It's providing, it's providing certain algorithms that can detect uh, sickness in the body. So in this case, common colds, maybe flu, uh, those types of things. and then. Further, we're going to look to make advances in detecting other types of uh, major ailments, like from heart attacks to cancer, that type of thing. And there's some discussions right now with IBM and uh, Johnson and Johnson with this. So I'm very excited. So my goal is to be very active, not only an investor but also a, uh, as an advisor to help this organization really make significant advancements in what they're doing. And so far in the last two months, they've done some major things. So things are pointing in the right direction that uh, something good in the next few years is going to transpire from this organization, whether if they're bought out or if they are, we continue to get more funding and then we end up going public at some point down the road. But still, we're still in the early stages, but uh, all signs are pointing in the right direction. And uh, not that hopefully there won't be any financial disasters uh, with the economy anytime soon that will affect that. But I think we're in a place where there's a need, you know, especially the healthcare industry. And this is something that insurance industry. So that's where my focus is, um, you know, in terms of my goals from an investment standpoint. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, I'm a big Fitbit fan. I've been aware of since it first came out. So, and my 80 year old mother wears a Fitbit also. So ah, awesome. Awesome. Uh, being the analyst that I am, I studied the data in depth. So, Anyways, all right, <laughs> listeners, there you have it. Another story of loss to keep you winning. To find more stories like this, previous episodes, and resources to help you reduce your risk, visit myworstinvestmentever.com. As we wrap up, Chris, thank you again for coming on the show. I know it's painful talking about our losers, but our listeners are learning to win as a result. Do you have any parting words for the audience? I would say, again, just to you know, believe in you, forgive yourself for any past mistakes or any bad investments that were made in the past. It's in the past. Let it go. Learn from what the, the mistake that was made, what you can control. Make, you know, make, make sure to do it differently. Things that you can't control, you got to let it go. Just be present and apply the things that you've learned into the present moment going forward to uh, reach your success. Ladies and gentlemen, let it go. That's a wrap on another great story to help us create, grow, and protect our wealth. Fellow risk takers, I'll see you on the upside.